something is wrong, and it's time to stand up. You are listening to the John Aid Show. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust no one. You found it. You're here. <laughs> You're headlong down the runaway train that is the Anomic Age, and I'm your host, John Age. Excuse me. Coming at you in the wee hours of the AM once again from the formerly great state of North Carolina. Sitting at 222 over here on the East Coast. Vegan Bear, my man. So happy to see you again. So happy to uh, hear from you again, anyway. I'm so happy to be here again for Pizzex. I've been a little, little under the weather for, uh, for a couple days now. I'm feeling a little bit better. Still got some sort of, uh, excuse me, some sort of, uh, uh, what they call it, uh, Silesian cyst, a sty in my eye. Can't seem to get that to go away. Done all the, the weird um, essential oil treatments, colloidal silver, all kinds of good stuff. It's gotten better, but it's still there. So I don't know. Just give me just a second here. All right, I'm back. <laughs> Never seems to fail. Whenever I start the show, my nose automatically starts itching. I think it's some sort of weird, some sort of weird tick or something. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, happy to be back with you. Anomicage.com. Uh, can we not get Anomicage.com to come up? There we go. Anomicage.com. Share the links, friends, family, loved ones, and enemies. Like all the likes, subscribe to all the subscriptions, and uh, help out if you can. PayPal.me forward slash Anomicage. Patreon.com forward slash Anomicage as well. I'm trying to find this other social media site. Somebody sent me a link to that site the other day. It seemed like a, a non-censored conservative-ish site. I can't recall what it is, and then I inadvertently deleted the message. So if anybody knows what the heck that is, I can't recall. I feel like I had something like an F or something in the in the URL. I don't know. Anyway, I can't seem to figure it out. But then again, I'm searching on the usual suspect search engine, so... Uh, not surprising. Ah, I've been busy. Vegans don't get sick. I <laughs> know. Ah, I feel you, man. I'm vegetarian, so that's pretty darn close. But I've been stressed, as always. Started the uh, the proverbial other job that I can't really stand. I don't know. It's growing on me a bit, but it's not this, so... All that and all kinds of stuff going on. So uh, definitely just more than a little bit stressed. So I think I need a lot more sleep, a lot less stress, and um, I don't know. need to start exercising again on the regular. I feel so much happier when I exercise. Um, less likely to kill. But nevertheless, uh, yeah. <sighs> Hope everyone's doing well out there. I kind of like this talking thing. You doing well, Vegan Bear? All right, I hope so, my man. I hope so. All right, let's get right down to it this evening before I waste all of our time talking about uh, next to nothing, I suppose. It's uh, with the 408 mark. Let me get into it this evening. 
As you might see by the title of this episode, it's a classless society. Uh, Not the classless society, I don't believe, that the communist filth would have you believe in, but then I would say kind of uh, those two things go hand in hand. But the classless society that I'm talking about is the classless society that we live in today, folks. And I wanted to get into this sort of this sort of notion of pride and self-respect, but I think it all has to do with class. And that's that's exactly what I think it has to do with. Hold on, I'm I'm, I'm going back and forth there for a moment. Ah, indeed. I'm ha- I'm happy to hear you. You're on the mend there, Vegan Bear. Classless society, self-respect and pride. I think all of these things go hand in hand like a horse and carriage. Just as I believe the communists would have you believe that the classless society, in their eyes, meaning this um, no class, I think it's uh, it's kind of the other form of class that they really mean, but I don't know. Let me hit the lights, huh? There we go. That's a little bit better. So I've been kind of chewing on this for a couple of days. And I pulled this weird quote out of somewhere. I swear, I've got so many notes everywhere. And I have these great ideas when I'm listening to, watching, and reading all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, this sounds great. Let me work that into what I want to talk about. And I can't find the quote or I should say, I can't find the person to attribute this quote to. But I can definitely tell you it's not me. It sounds good. It sounds like some, something that I would say, but it's not not how I would say it, I don't think. So this quote, I'll give it to you. If you know what the heck this quote is, feel free to send me a, a line on the uh, message right now or john at anomicage.com. The, the disillusion of pride removes a people's own self-worth from themselves and their countrymen. I swear I don't think I said that, but it sounds so good. (laughs) The disillusion of pride removes a people's own self-worth from themselves and their countrymen. I don't know. If you can figure out who said that, send it to me, because I'd love to know it. But I think it's very spot on. The dissolution of pride does remove a people's own self-worth from themselves and their countrymen. And I think that's been a steady erosion of pride, self-worth, and self-respect within, I'll just use America as the bellwether, because I think that's what we are. So I think that's where it's been for so long. They have easily managed, I don't know if it easily is right, but it seems very easily, easily done, that they've removed our pride, they've removed our self-respect, and they have eroded away the culture steadily for generation after generation after generation. And it really just occurred to me, if you just juxtapose what what we, I say we as the, the big quotes, capital letters, we as a people, should have pride, self-respect, and self-worth in. If you look at what we should have that in, juxtapose that as to what we apparently do have that in. I couldn't even find anything that wasn't trans, gay, or otherwise as an image for pride because it just apparently I can't find one. It doesn't exist. I don't know. So instead of that, I chose a 
a nice big image of a city street. It looks like a city park, if you want to get specific. Not a kid's park, but one of those, hey, let's all hang out, wander around. Yeah, that kind of deal. Anyway, I found a city park covered with filth, trash, and debris. Debris. <laughs> so I went with that as a, a quite apropos image of our just overall lack of pride, self-respect, and so forth. Because the communists and all forms and factions in between seem to have all kinds of pride and self-respect and so forth. And if you look at the media, if you look at the movies, if you look at the television shows, and dare I say, if you look at any of that music or the filth that they uh, portend is music now, if you look at all that, it's all all too riddled with people just talking about their pride, their self-respect, their name. Keep your name out my mouth. But um, the irony is that there is no pride, self-respect, or dignity within any of this. It's quite the inverse. So all the people that are singing the loudest, pun intended, of pride, dignity, self-respect... So forth. It's just not there. So I think that's where it blurs the lines. And generation after generation, they have convinced the people that should have pride, dignity, self-worth, and otherwise, to be quiet about it, to be ashamed of it, to, to kowtow down to the minority that uh, has no pride, no self-worth, no self-respect, no dignity, none of that. And in doing so, they've blurred the lines and they've convinced the general public that that's what it means to have pride, self-worth, dignity, all, you know, all those aforementioned attributes. So they've convinced everybody that that's what that is when in fact they have none and simultaneously convinced everyone that should have it not to have it. I mean, that's like the bizarro world irony, the anomic age that we're in fact in. It's quite perplexing. And there's so many examples that we could choose from this. Uh, there's so many examples that if you walk outside your front door, you are inundated with this perpetually. But I've touched on this many, many times on the show. Just, <clears throat> just this notion... I always had when I was a little kid, you know, <clears throat> sort of a small, tight, tightly knit community. And I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, spent a lot of time with adults. And I remember my grandmother specifically, but I mean, other, other, other adults as well would always say, you know, we're going to town, you know. And uh, we drive from the little island we lived in and we drive 30, 45 minutes up the road. Well, it used to be just a mere 30 minutes. Now they put in so many traffic lights and everything else that it takes down near 45. But when I was a kid, 30 minutes from where I lived to town, if you will. And this was just where uh, it was Wilmington. You know, we lived in an island about 30 minutes away. 30 minutes south, if you want to get specific. But nevertheless, we drive to Wilmington, a.k.a. town. Where all the, the stores and malls and all that jazz and all that mess was. And I tell this story to convey to you 
this sort of juxtaposition of the two times that we, I guess, that I specifically was living in as juxtaposed as to where we are now. But I tell you this because when I was a kid, I'm not saying you dressed up and put on your Sunday suit or anything to go to town, but yeah, you made yourself presentable. I mean, I went to a lot of doctor's appointments with my grandparents and so forth, and they would always make sure they had a nice shirt, nice pants, and dress or what have you on, you know. Same sort of thing. And if you look at the society we're in now, just try going to one of the big box stores. Just try going to a mall. Just try going to any sort of establishment. And I I can almost guarantee you, you're going to see people wearing stuff that you wouldn't have worn to clean the house or mow the lawn in when I was a kid. Just complete filth. Just the most raggedy, jacked up clothes Hair curlers, hair net, uh, just all kinds of bedroom slippers and everything else. Just filth, folks. And I also say this because when I was a kid, and I, I don't think I'm exaggerating. I'd I say that I I knew, saw, or whatever in my life at the, at a young age. I'll be I'll be conservative. No, I'm going to be liberal and just go overboard because I'll say maybe I saw 10 fat people. I'm talking about like morbidly obese fat people. As I was a kid, probably 10 my whole, I'd say until the age I was 10. You know, I'll say 10 people for 10 years there, but I don't even think it was that many people. I really don't. I can even recount their names right now, the the few people that I saw that were what... uh, you would call, when I was a kid, fat. I mean, now, I don't even think they'd be husky because the normality has gone so haywire. The societal, just just self-shaming, self-regulation of, hey, you shouldn't probably wear that out. Hey, you should probably do something with your hair. Hey, you know, you should probably cut back. You don't look healthy. All these sort of self-regulating things have gone out the window and another consequence of that is not only is there no self-regulation, there's, there's self-regulation in the opposite direction, telling people that they shouldn't shame people. They shouldn't tell people that they're unhealthy. They shouldn't tell people that they're fat. They shouldn't tell people that the clothes are ugly or, or whatever. I mean, all the self-regulation has gone. And it seems to be this this carefully orchestrated lie that we live in. We lie to ourselves and tell ourselves that we're still a civilized society. When we're the highest murder, highest drug abuse, highest sexual abuse, highest self-harm, highest all the categories you don't want to be in. Okay? But yet we tell ourselves that we're a civilized society. Highest levels of unemployment, highest levels of homelessness, highest levels of suicide, highest levels of depression, highest levels of everything. But we still tell ourselves the lie that we are civilized, that we are a righteous people, that we somehow have pride, dignity, and self-respect. But in fact, we have all those characteristics and attributes inverted upon ourselves. 
There was an old song. Well, that's not that old. <laughs> Correction. I don't know. It's like early 90s old. So there was a sort of a, a ska punk band. I wouldn't call them a ska core band because they were, they were not fast. A, a skyish punk band called The Gadgets. Their first few albums I really liked. I think after that, they sort of flipped the script and got all stupid and started wearing black and ties and I don't know what was going on. But nevertheless, the first few records, the, the I guess, more or less original lineup was a little, a little light skyish pop punk band, you know, The Gadgets. And there was a song that I always liked by them called Tell Yourself. I'll give you a few bars, if you will. Here we go. It's uh, apparently on the record At Ease. I'm pulling up the lyrics right now. I got two of the records, and that's the first two. So here's a few bars from Tell Yourself. And I think it's quite apropos for what we're doing as a culture. (sighs) Tell Yourself. What do you tell yourself at night to make you feel better? So you know you're not a sellout and you know you're not a quitter. What kind of stories, what kind of stories do you tell yourself to make you feel all right? What do you tell yourself, tell yourself at night? (laughs) And that's what I think as a society we've been doing for multiple generations. We still want to cling to the ideal, cling to the Americana 50s era society. But I think we're missing the forest for the trees because we can't see through that cognitive dissonance lens that we haven't been that society for a long time. So to a certain degree, I think we're just lying to ourselves. And I think that's exactly what it boils down to. We're telling ourselves lies to make it feel all right. It's akin to the person that's been abused and they they say that they fell down, they say they ran into the door, they say this, that, or the other to keep up appearances because they're just telling themselves lies because they don't want to face the repercussions of what's really going on. They don't want to seem to the outside world that they're not handling business. They're not the same person they used to be. They are not the remnant anymore. The shining city on the hill, we we ain't. (laughs) we are not. And I think in order for us to fix anything, I think we've got to come to those realizations as a people. But at the same time, I think we've got to separate, and I keep saying this to people, and I don't think they want to hear it either. I mean, I was talking about this with my wife just the other day, but we weren't talking about this, we were talking about something else, and and I was talking about the school system, and then today I got brought up again because I was talking about the, the medical mafia, the, the pharmacia. And I was saying that within all these things, I do not at all believe that the answer is to infiltrate said system, whatever you think that is. Institutions. There you go. Let's get all sociological and anthropological and politically correct and whatever. And we'll say, I don't think you can infiltrate these institutions anymore. I'll go even further. Because I don't think we have the agency to change them. Ooh, I'm hitting all the buttons tonight, huh? Yeah. I don't think we have the agency to change the institutions anymore. 
not the institutions as they are currently constructed. So in my humble opinion, you have to separate wheat from chaff, and you have to understand that at a certain point, people can't be helped. It's kind of like the triage thing, a thing I've talked about many times before. If there's a mass casualty event, you try to see the people you can help first. You try to see the people that have small scratches as opposed to somebody that's bleeding out, and you work from there. But at a certain point, you can see quite quickly that there's a lot of people you're not going to be able to help, and you got to move on and try to help those that you can And that's where we are in our society right now. And I think it's difficult for a lot of people. I mean, even myself included. I'm a I was going to say a little jaded. I'm a lot jaded. (coughs) Cough button. Working well. (laughs) But I think that we do have to distance ourselves from the filth. And we have to separate wheat from chaff. And we have to realize... That you're not going to be able to help these people. A vast majority are gone. So move on to those that you can. And we have to stop telling lies. We have to stop telling ourselves lies. To make it feel alright. Stop telling yourself those stories you tell yourself at night. We got to come to grips with the facts. We have to come to grips with the reality. And we got to let this thing go, folks. This ain't it. I mean, I was I was listening to someone else today. A minister was talking about this. So I'll, I'll sort of remix it for you, give you the highlights. But he was saying, this world is not it. It's a fallen world. It's been a fallen world since Adam and Eve. And a lot of people think that we can bring this world to the pre-fallen state, but we in fact can't. I mean, we're called by God to try to do things and to fix things the best we can. Try to redeem this fallen world as we can. But make no mistake, folks, there's only one Redeemer, and we ain't it. So yes, we are called to try to redeem this fallen world, try to fix everything and anything that we can, But Satan is the lord of this world. And this is a fallen world. We're in a fallen state. So we got to do what we can. We need to accept that we can't fix it all. We can't fix everyone and everything. That's hard for me to say as a guy. I want to fix everything. (laughs) But we can't. We just got to come to grips with that, people. Unfortunately, that's just the cold hard facts. I'll give you a little bit more. Alexander Shoshanitsa. Gulag Archipelago, I'll boldly say I've not read. I've got little segments here and there. I've read a little passage here and there, but I haven't read the whole thing. But I did read another one of his books, A Day in the Life of Ivan Denisovich. Full disclosure, it's probably one of the three or four books I even read in high school. And uh, I can't say that I, I even enjoyed it. I thought it was very boring and just... Dark and stark. But looking back on it, I remember a little bit more than I probably thought I did or even remembered at the time. But anyway, that's not really the point. 
the point was that uh, Shoshanita was in a gulag. <laughs> and some of his writings came out and he eventually was able to publish several of his books and so forth and so on. But apparently someone was asking him later on when referencing this communist nightmare that he escaped from in Lenin and then uh, Stalinist Russia. He was kind of asked, what could you have done? Or I think it was more broadly spoken. What could they have done as a people? And what could others do as a people to prevent this communist nightmare from going on? The millions killed by communism in Russia. And then you could look a little bit south, uh, southeast and the even multiple, multiple more millions killed in communist China. And he said something quite simply, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, live not by lies. And I think that is crucial to us individually, and it's also crucial to us as a people. Because we've become a society that lives by lies. We're not following those that very simple tenet that, that Shoshanitsa put out there. Shoshanitsa, excuse me. Live not by lies. Because I think we live by lies all the time. Little subtle lies, whether we're lying to ourselves, whether we're lying to others, or, or so forth and so on. I think individually societally, and I think even culturally, I think it has become so ingrained into us to live by lies. It'll be all right. Don't worry, there's always tomorrow. I mean, those are these little subtle lies you may tell to yourself. And then societally, uh, well, you got to keep up appearances. So you don't want to tell uh, that this, that, or the other is going on in your life. we got to put up appearances that everything's just fine. It's fine back at the house, right? Like that person that's been abused that ran it to the door. Remember that? Same thing. So we live by these lies. And I think that the social media experience has exacerbated that lie by uh, even unfathomable, unprecedentable, un- uh, unprecedented, excuse me, levels because now you have people living a lie on a scale that wasn't even fathomable by Shoshanitsa because they're putting up only the pictures they want people to see they're not putting the bad pictures where the hot water heaters messed up their car broke down they got a flat tire last week they're late to work their their suits a mess there's stuff spilled in the floorboard they're not showing any of that not even that. I mean, there's people putting up complete fake profiles online, stealing other people's images, stealing other people's lives, and passing themselves off as other people. Living a lie. Living a lie, living. Living a lie, folks. And that's our biggest uh, problem, I'd say, overall. Uh, all these other things are perhaps other symptoms of the problem. And you could say there are even greater problems as as juxtaposed uh, if you want to look at our our distancing ourselves from God. And I think all that revolves around lying to ourselves as well. Lying to ourselves that we don't need God. 
lying to ourselves that abortion is not murder. Lying to ourselves that just being a complete whore is okay. Lying to ourselves that, uh, oh, just this little bit is all right. Just this little bit. And when I say just this little bit, I'm saying whatever that is. Just this little bit uh, of pornography, just this little bit of drugs, just this little bit of booze, just this little bit of gambling, just this little indiscretion, just this little bit. We are lying to ourselves, folks. Individually, culturally, societally. And as you continue to lie, as anyone will tell you, one lie will turn into another lie and another lie and another lie to cover the original lie. I believe it's a Native American parable, but I may be mistaken. It says something to the effect of uh, <clears throat> a lie is, is like a, a, a circle and you've got a, a circular hole and you put a square into it. And every time you lie, you turn the square a little bit more and a little bit more. And eventually all those end pieces of that that square erode away into the circle and the circle and the square kind of become one. And that's your heart. As you begin to lie and lie and more and more and more, your heart is gradually eroded away until you have nothing. Till you are the lie. Your life is the lie. You've become the lie. You are living a lie, living a lie, living. I think it's an old 108 song where that's the chorus in. Living a lie. And, I mean, that's where we are as a people, people. <laughs> I can't say it any plainer than that. What are we sitting at? 30 minutes here. 30 minutes. This might be time to stop the presses, I think. So I think we got to stop lying to ourselves. I think we have to take back our pride in self, our pride in what we should be. I take that back. Don't take just needless pride in self. I mean, if you're a scumbag, know you're a scumbag and fix it. I think what I'm saying, pride in self, is that we have been told for so long that we are worthless. Stop believing that garbage. That's like a pimp telling a prostitute she's nothing just so she can go out there and score him some more money. It's the same, same principle. They have told us for so long and convinced us so. Oh, you shouldn't be proud of being a male. You shouldn't be proud of being white. You shouldn't be proud of being a Christian. You shouldn't be proud of being heterosexual. You shouldn't be proud of any of that. While in contrast, everyone else can be proud of the absolute opposite of everything I just said. And this is not a race thing. So before I get some Nazis out here saying this is a white pride thing... Yeah, you're full of prunes. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is <laughs> you need to take pride in yourself, but you need to have something to be prideful of to begin with. To me, skin color just don't get it done. It's not the uh, color of your skin, but the character of your deeds, the attributes of your actions. So you can be a white guy and be a scumbag. You can be any color guy and be a scumbag for that matter. So it ain't a color thing, folks. You need to take pride into what you are. Being a good person. Being a godly person. 
being a kind person, being a generous person, and so forth and so on. If you worry about that instead of worrying about uh, all this other nonsense, everybody's in a clamor over football season. Oh, it's started up now. Oh, boy. Now we all just get to sit back and relax, kind of like four years of Trump. Hey, there's a conservative supposedly in office. Let's just sit back and relax. Have another drink. A little more Kool-Aid. A little more MSG. Turn on those Dallas Cowboys on your TV. <laughs> Lock your doors and close your mind. It's time for the two-minute warning. <laughs> I'm singing a Dead Kennedy song. This is not me, by the way. This is not my lyrics. <laughs> All right, I suppose we're at that proverbial stopping point in the evening. There's a lot more to talk about, but for now... I think that's about it. Vegan Bear, you doing all right? You got anything to throw out there for us, sir? <sighs> Alrighty then. I think we're at a good stopping point here. Keep it under 45 minutes. We're keeping it under 35 minutes today. I want to thank Vegan Bear. I thank everyone else that's been listening, liking all the likes, subscribing to all those subscriptions. I'll throw this out there again. PayPal.me forward slash Anomic Age. Patreon.com forward slash Anomic Age as well. That'd be amazing if you would help out at all. Just a heads up, the site went down today for a couple hours. I don't know what was up with that, but AnomicAge.com was offline for a couple hours today. I got no reports or anything from the hosting company as to why, but it was down. So, there's that. Be safe out there, folks. You can't do everything, but you can do something. Till next time, I'll be seeing you sooner than later in the Anomic Age. Thank you for listening to the Anomic Age, a John Age project. For past shows, further info, and to comment, go to anomicage.com. That's A-N-O-M-I-C-A-G-E.com. Till next time, thank you for listening to the Anomic Age. Thank <laughs> you.